this thing, we put a big old motor and grabbed it at the back and just shook the tar out of it with smoke and screaming. And um, and it was so violent. In fact, we had to replace about 100 bodies the first year that we brought it out because the heads flew off. We have lines. Now, people don't think we do, but there's things we just will not make that we consider too far. And uh, and so we stay away from that, but, but we go pretty far. We were doing one every three and a half seconds, and that still we couldn't make them cheap enough to compete. So that's when we had 75 employees, when we had this equipment. So um, we kind of moved toward more um, expensive, more amazing stuff. This is the Proco 360 Podcast. I'm Dave Tabor, hosting Proco 360 because I love Colorado and I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs. My guests have built very successful businesses with team members and collaborators who also love all that Colorado has to offer. Today's episode is with Ed Edmonds, founder and president of Greeley-based Distortions Unlimited. The company describes itself as making monsters since 1978 Distortions is a manufacturer of super creepy masks, displays, and scary animatronics purchased by people like me who want to just have a scary Halloween house. And for those who want to spend thousands, theme parks are buying them, even custom designs for horror movies and stage props. I wanted to get Ed on Proco 360 right around Halloween to talk about what goes into making realistically frightening props. And we're going to do the interview here in their creation factory. So I've gotten the full effect. Ed already gave me a tour through this creepy manufacturing thing. Super cool. Ed, thanks for joining me on Proco 360. Oh no, thanks for having us. It's um, it is super fun business. I, I know I gave an intro, but you could probably do a better description of uh, Distortions Unlimited. Oh, you know, we're just it started uh, many years ago as a as a mask company, and it evolved over the years to where now we're making giant animatronics and things for theme parks and haunted houses, and and we kind of just try to do everything. Well, and and walking through your studio, uh, I saw all kinds of cool stuff. Now, you know, when you're thinking about you know, volume and number of employees. It's, it's a huge volume, but not many employees, right? Talk about that. No, you know, we've had up to 75 people in the past. And, and when we were trying to do mass automated and things, and we got, we kept going through waves and, you know, and, and it was very seasonal business, not so seasonal anymore. We're busy year round, but um, we just kept coming down to these core people. And we decided it was easier to do what we do with a small, super talented team than hiring all these people and training them. And then they go at the end of the season. And so we just, we suffer a little bit for it this time of year, but otherwise it works real well. Yeah. Now how did it start? Cause it sounds like in look, doing a little backgrounding that, that uh, you started being interested in this in high school. Yeah. Well, I, I've loved monsters since I was a kid. I um, fell in love with monsters like the outer limits, the original outer limits series and planet of the apes and all that stuff. And I was just a nerd monster kid. And I even was offered a scholarship, um, uh, by, by the college where, where we're living and, and to make monsters for college credit. And I turned them down cause I didn't think I could make a living. So the, the, the <laughs> business found me anyway. And, and it's evolved over the years and it's just, it's been a really unusual, fun life. And it, it, it seems like, you know, from the tour and from looking at your website, I mean, 
you know, that is sort of like when people think of high-end sort of latex creations, that's sort of the core of what you do, right? Yeah, very high-end. Um, we're, you know, our stuff can run thousands of dollars and uh, get very elaborate. And, and the haunted houses and uh, the place like that by the the really big expensive stuff. Yeah. And I mean, we all see the stuff now it's getting to be Halloween. So you go into even like a hardware store or craft store and you see, you know, these inexpensive, I mean, yours are way, way different. No, that's not our stuff. Yeah. yeah re- uh, sometimes our stuff shows up in retail stores. Um, but um, our stuff is more, I don't know what you'd call exclusive and stuff, but people find us online and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, really that have, you know, the taste for the really good stuff. So we, we make it. Yeah. So explain, okay. You know, I saw one of your favorite products is the shake and bake. Right. So describe that product, what went into first, what it does, and then what went into making it? Well, you know, you may not have noticed, but we walked by the very first one that went to the trade I show. I did see it. Okay. That is, uh, what is it? 20 years old or something now. And that electric chair changed our whole industry and there's been articles written about it yeah because there had never been an animatronic that was really dark like that because most of them you know there'd be animatronics at theme parks like it might be a skeleton uh, uh, in a chair or something doing wisecracks but this thing we put a big old motor and grabbed it at the back and just shook the tar out of it with smoke and screaming and um, and it was so violent. In fact, we had to replace about a hundred bodies the first year that we brought it out because the heads flew off and we had, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't quite know how to make them, <laughs> but yeah, we sold, I thought we'd sell six. It was very expensive. The industry had never seen anything that expensive at the time. And, uh, it was like $3,800. I thought we'd sell six. We sold over 200 the first year. Wow. And that just, it changed our company and it changed the, the haunt industry. And you, so the, the haunt industry, you think went from things that were kind of cute and scary, kind of a little to things that were designed to be super frightening. Yes. And they are, the haunted houses nowadays can be terrifying. And, you know, back in the day that they would basically like the JCs would get together for a charity thing and they'd buy some mass at the dime store and they'd, and put up some black plastic, which of course is a no, no, but uh, not a lot of money in them. And the, that's the other thing the electric chair changed. People realized they could put money into it and make money. And now some of these things are just multi-million dollar things. Yeah. So now you, you've mentioned the word, the phrase electric chair a couple of times. Why don't you explain exactly what this, what this animatronic does and how you came up with the idea? Well, it, the <laughs> idea as so often it was just dumb. It was like, we had a thing uh, we'd set up at the shop. We thought, well, you know, we're in Greeley and we had a big warehouse. So we set up some monsters and, and put it all, all kind of on remote control. And, and we wanted a, a grand finale. And so I don't even know who came up with the idea, but we came up with the idea of making this rubber man, an electric chair, and just thrash him and add smoke and sound. And um, so that's how it started. We really, I don't even know if we had thought about making it a product, but we decided to take it to the trade show. And, um, and then, you know, it just took off. It, 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 and these, everybody knew it was going to move a little or something the way it was set up. You know, you saw a switch and there's, bah, 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 you know, and, uh, but even haunters were startled that this thing moved like it moved and they would step back and be like, whoa, and they just had to have it. I think the kid in them, a lot of people in the industry are just adult 
kids really and they wanted it and they justified it with marketing or whatever and it sure enough it changed it, it, their attendance went wow. way up and things because of those so do you ever first i want to remind listeners i got an intriguing question for you I, this is proco 360 podcast named best denver podcast three years running and this year named best colorado business podcast i'm your host dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose colorado my guest today is ed edmonds founder and i guess head monster maker at distortions unlimited thanks to our sponsors first bank kinsley meetings via technologies and digital frontier printing also thanks to the colorado chamber of commerce for its support for me and proco 360 so now here's my question is all this um you know parents are worried about the kids and so are are you getting uh, accused of being too uh, dramatic, too violent, too dark is the term you used? You know, occasionally, yes. And uh, in fact, we were at a trade show one time and I think it was one of those trade shows where there's, you know, Christmas over here and Halloween oh, over no. there. <laughs> and a couple of gals came up, middle-aged gals, and well-meaning, I don't want to pick on anybody, but they came up and, and they looked at what we had and they go, you guys are contributing to the delinquency of minors. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you ask the minors, they wouldn't say that. They say, oh, cool, you know. Now, uh, I think everybody understands mostly that this is pretend. It's like Wiley Coyote. Yes, you know, it's, you know, poor Wiley. He falls, you know, 300 feet and lands on his head. Uh, but you don't take that as serious. Now, if, if, if it was real, yeah, and this isn't real, this is like, a roller coaster basically simulates a car crash. Now, people don't think of it that way, but that's basically the terror you would experience uh, if you were crashing. And that's why people scream and go crazy. And this is kind of a car crash for your mind. It's just, you know, it's just, it's pretend and, and people enjoy it. Some people don't like to get that scared, but uh, most people enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it seems too that the bar keeps getting raised. It does. Yeah. And we have lines. Now, people don't think we do, but there's things we just will not make that we consider too far. And uh, and so we stay away from that. But but we go pretty far. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want what's talk about like maybe your newest thing that you that people are most excited about. Well, you know, we came up with a bunch of winners. I don't know. We were just hitting on all cylinders this year, but the first product we came up with was the Pumpkin Stalker, and it's a eight-foot-tall pumpkin character that has his arms splayed out, and and then he has these gourds and, and other pumpkins that are around him, and, um, oh, man, those, we just sold tons of those. Uh, but we, we've come up with things like Edgar Allan Poe. We weren't sure how that would go. It was a huge hit, just Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Just his head or no, the whole thing? the whole body. And, and we have a, we found a costume that fit him and, and people just love that, you know. And so um, we'll, we try all sorts of things. We fail quite often, but, you know, every once in a while we hit, hit something good. And so, yeah, we, we kind of do everything from little cutoff fingers to giant queen aliens. So whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, and most, is most of your products sold on your website? Yes. Yeah. So what's the trade show about then? Well, there's a couple of shows we go to. The The biggest one for the kind of things we make is uh, the Transworld show in St. Louis. And that, that happens every year, usually in the spring sometime. And that's just all the vendors of crazy stuff bring mm -hmm. their wares. And it's 
it's not open to the public. It, you, you've got to be in the biz, but it's uh, crazy, loud, smoky. So are there specialty vendors, not the big box stores and things like that, but there are specialty vendors that maybe you'll sell through? Yes, we we have some distributors that carry our stuff online. Our biggest distributor is Morris Costumes. We've been with them for for 40 some years i don't know how yeah, long yeah, but yeah. um uh yeah but you can reach your broader market that way that yes. makes sense now how do you create a new product i mean it must you have to decide i suppose whether this is going to be a, a high-end specialty just a few of them versus you know multiple zillions of them um but you create molds you use late right what's that process it's it's a long process at first it starts creatively you you think up what you want to do do you draw it or yeah, do you craft it in clay we'll draw it we'll have somebody like tom uh cassidy draw it for us or, or some other artists may have an idea jordu shell came up with a lot of the ideas last year uh he's a hollywood guy he's very very talented but um, so you come up with the idea, you work through the drawings and oh, that won't work. That's too expensive. That's too big. That's, you know, and then then you when you decide what you want, then we take it into sculpting and sculpt it in clay, cast it in plaster, pour it in latex and um, and then add the animation if it takes that. It just it's a whole big process. Well, in an interview I saw on your website too, uh, one of your teammates said, you know, this all looks like super fun. But it's a lot of work. It is. It's very hard. In fact, when when the they were doing the TV show and the company um, making monsters show, the they didn't have a tagline, and so I I and they didn't even have the name. And the name came from me sitting down at the table, and I'm like, "Hey, Marsha, we're trying to make Mar monsters." She was coming in the meeting, and uh, and then the crew was here about a week and they came up with the tagline and it's something like it's not easy making monsters uh -huh. and because they realized seeing it firsthand how hard it is you think it's like you're sitting there sculpting with a nice cup of coffee mocha or something <laughs> oh no it's hard labor well now the question i had too is like how can you possibly compete with you know overseas you know, with all of the, you know, the low cost providers over there, there must be people trying to do what you do. Oh yeah. It, well, you know, overseas, they do some amazing things for the money. And when honestly, we can't compete. We, we, this is what, one of the things that evolved the company, we were making mass and every year we were using, losing about 5%. And so we, Put well, in that's this, no fun. Oh, no. And <laughs> we put in this giant animation uh, equipment so that we could bang them out fast. And and uh, we were doing uh, the Batman cows, for instance. Yeah. We, that was a big license for us in 89. We were doing one every three and a half seconds. Wow. And that still, we couldn't make them cheap enough to compete. So that's when we had 75 employees, when we yeah, had this equipment. Yeah. So um, we kind of moved toward more um expensive more amazing stuff and th that was just fine so the crew shrunk the numbers of pieces went down but the volume is still high for what yeah. we do that sounds like you know a, a, not an unusual story for american crafts right, right? so you move to the high end that aren't going to be mass produced, sell yes. fewer at a higher margin and every, you know, you still can carry on. Yes. It's probably something like it might be more gratifying in some ways, right? In a way, it, yeah, it is. Cause it's much more exciting to create some screaming monster that's, that's uh, uh, thrashing around than, 
you know, well, here's a mask, you know. Yeah. And so I, I, not that I don't love masks, I'm still a nerd, but, um, you know, it, it did open the door to a lot of unique things. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you about what goes into making something really scary. Just a second. First, I want to remind listeners again, this is Proco 360 having a great time. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Uh, this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. This episode is with Ed Edmonds of Distortions Unlimited. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, link to sponsors and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. So here's my question. Like what? I know you draw these out, you sculpt them out, but what really goes into making something scary and the right kind of scary? Well, you know, um, a lot of our stuff really isn't scary. The electric chair, for all it did, is not really that scary. It's more about marketing because what's really scary in a haunted house is somebody that jumps out, you know, or something. And and so the, the electric chair is more spectacle, but when you're describing the event like say oh it was really scary what's scary about it? well they don't want to say well they had a spider on a rope and i really scared me. they want to say oh it's got electric chairs and it's crazy and so it it becomes a marketing tool and things and it becomes kind of a wow factor but uh with the exception of a product line we came up with called shocktronics and shocktronics after you know we kind of invented the the I shouldn't say invented. There was some animatronic stuff, but but we brought animatronics into the industry and many other vendors have done wonderful things. But we brought this in and 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 it became so saturated in the industry as far as haunted houses and things that people expected animatronics. So we came up with the idea, well, why don't we merge an actor with animatronics? And um and so we did that. And so there's like, we've done many of these every year. We'll at least do one, but a guy will be in the scene. Like he might be made up like a gargoyle or something. And he's got giant wings that are going up and down and, uh, or he's a, 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 a zombie chained up against the wall and is thrashing inhumanly. There's no way it could be a human, but there's a guy in it. There's a guy, the, the wings are fake. The arms are fake. And, and so people think they're looking at an animatronic that, that this probably wouldn't have worked in the sixties, but they think they're looking at an animatronic and then the animatronic comes out at them. And let me tell you, grown adults will scream and break things and run. And we've had people run and just keep running. In fact, we scared some, uh, officers and they went to draw. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, now wait, you know, they did it. So, so it was, uh, that was something that we came up with. I don't know what's been, wow. maybe it's been about 10 years. We came up with that and that really does scare people. That shock factor, right? Yeah. Super yeah. shock. And yeah. it's funny. So it's less, it's less terrifying and more shocking. Yeah. That one. And yeah. as soon as it's over, they're laughing, yeah. you know, I saw, Oh, you got me. But, but for two seconds, they're in a horror yeah. movie. Now you've also done something where you're integrating sound. You've got a business in this Frightronic. Uh, that has sound effects. I noticed I could download some pretty creepy sound effects. Why are they on on a website where people can just download them? Well, you know, we we decided that we were sending out in the old days. It was cassette looping cassette tapes, and then we went to CDs. And but then that kind of fell out of vogue. You know, the the this uh, new generation they're not necessarily CD people. So we just finally thought, you know, we'll put it online. 
and they can grab whatever they want and play it on whatever they want and add it to the prop. And so it just became easy for us and we don't care. You know, if people want to use it, use it. Yeah. Now you also do, I mean, you're still the head monster maker. You're still, when you're like right now, you took time out from actually making monsters to ship for Halloween to be on this, on this podcast. So you're still doing that, right? Oh yeah. So what's your role? Are you the guy who does like the final best finish stuff on each monster? Well, I do painting and, and Tom helps me. He's super talented. Um, but there's so much goes into the monster all along the way. There's people, uh, working on different stages of it. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, for a while when we got real big, I was like at my desk doing that stuff and PR and stuff. And I just, that was not me. And so one day our painter just quit and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to have to train somebody. Oh no. And it's like, I'm just doing it. And that's where I belong. It's like Captain Kirk. You know, when he went and became an admiral, that was yeah. a big mistake. It was a big mistake to put me behind a desk. So I just went back to painting and that's what I do. Well, it's funny because we were walking through and I said, what does this sell for? And you said, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, like you don't, you've sort of relinquished part of the business a now, right? Marsh, it takes over that. And of course, you know, Janine and Marsha may be able to answer those questions, but um, I don't know and I don't care to know anymore. I just, uh, there's too many products, too many things yeah. going on. Are you happier being the head monster maker than being the, the president of the company? I like both because I, there's parts when you're president, you get to make decisions. Now, Marsha probably ends up making Marcia, more of your the wife. Deci- yes, my wife. She makes more of the decisions because she's in the trenches and uh, we, we've, her nickname's The Brain because she takes care of all that stuff. But uh, I like both positions depending yeah. on what's going on. Yeah. Now, um, you also do custom work as companies hire you, people hire you, whatever. What's a really interesting, elaborate piece of custom work that you've done that would like, this is cool? We do so much. You know, we've done like one of the ones that stands out. We did a giant talking skull that was, um, it was just from the ribs up and it was like 21 feet. We had to have cranes and stuff to mount that. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy build, but, but we do so many things. Like right now we're working on a giant head. It's, it's like about a five foot tall head and it's got eyes that move. And we're going to add lightning and, and uh, make it look that we're, we're going out to um, Dick Van Dyke's. It sounds like I'm name dropping, which I am, but <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, I've always been a huge fan of him. And he's done Halloween every year since the 60s. And so we got together during the show and we've been out there numerous times. And so I suggested that we do a head that looks like him. Well, I'll mimic his hair and stuff and then he can do the sound and then we'll have this giant mean head talking. And I was thinking his name should be Dick Van Yike and just, this is Dick Van Yike. And then there's thunder and lightning and stuff and smoke. And, and so, uh, he thought the idea was great. So we're doing that, but it's, it's these custom things can be all over the place. You know, we just did a giant hand yesterday and, the customer loved it. it was a giant hand with fingernails. They went painted a certain way and moved the fingers and things. And so, wow. So grounding us back a little bit, you're in Greeley, you're a Colorado company. And I think it's amazing. I love amazing Colorado companies and unique ones like this. 
have you seen benefits from being in Greeley? You talked about community involvement too. What's the, how's it been being a Colorado company doing this business? Well, you know, it's funny. I came up here to go to college. No way was I going to stay in Greeley, Colorado. I don't know what I was thinking, but as I, as I stayed, the, the city actually improved over the years and, and really Colorado is centrally located. So, you know, we've got big stuff to ship out. That makes sense. And the area is so great. I just have no intention of moving. It's just yeah. Marsh and I love it. And um, Colorado in general and Greeley really specifically, it's become, it's won awards for like best place to win, raise a family and things and yeah. best drinking water, whatever that is. I just, it's just a really, really nice community. And, and they've opened their arms to us. And, and so uh, we're here and love it. That's great. Now you've in, in wrapping up, um, what have we, what haven't we talked about today? Something about this unique business that you think, you know, we haven't talked about yet, but it's just super cool, super interesting. Well, I think just generally people don't think about it, but monsters are everywhere and they're selling products. They're selling uh, Slim Jim, well, not Slim Jims. What are they? The, the beef jerky stuff. They're, they've got Bigfoot selling that. There's aliens. If you think about it, like we do in the business, you realize that monsters are everywhere and they're not just Halloween. And, and it's just a fun thing to be a part of something that's so colorful and crazy. We just, we love the business. So last question for you, what are you making for next year that you're really excited about? You haven't, you haven't been able to get on it yet because you're at Halloween, but what's coming that makes you happy? Well, now this is all top secret, but I'm going to tell you anyway, We've been, I've been wanting, I don't know if Marsh is excited about this as I am, but uh, it's a product that involves a giant brain. And, and the brain <laughs> is like four feet wide, six feet deep. And it's the similar, you know, it's hung with this structure and it's like lightning and, and uh, thunder and smoke and so forth. And it's basically the brain has got an attitude and you ask the brain now it has no mouth of course but you hear it and and the brain voice i want to use is uncle nasty he's got this great voice and and so so you ask it questions and it's all it's all random you ask it a yes no question it's basically what it is is a giant eight ball yeah the old eight ball you ask your question will we ever be married and it comes up and it says maybe or yes or no yeah this will do it but it'll do it with an attitude with and a big snarkiness. threatening voice and, and you absolutely and there's like sound effects of machinery and stuff <laughs> like it's really working on your idea and then it just gives you the answer and you know i just think it'll be hilarious oh it sounds fun hey let's wrap up on that note i'm your host dave Tabor, and today on proco 360 you've been listening to my conversation with ed edmonds founder of distortions unlimited president and ma what master of the of the monsters master macabre i don't yeah. know yeah ed thank you for joining me today thank you you know that would be a miss if i didn't mention one last thing we have an event down in Denver called Monster World, Distortions Monster World. It's on the 16th Street Plaza, and it's packed with our monsters. People love it, and uh, so it's uh, uh, it's really fun. If you're into monsters, that's the place to go. That's cool. Can they find out about it on your website? Yeah, there's. I, if you just look up Distortions Monster World, you can find cool. it. Cool. That's great. Listeners, glad you're here on Proco 360, where we say... 
Live Work Love Colorado because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast. And if you haven't yet, it's a huge help if you submit a review in your app. Thanks again to show sponsors, First Bank, Kinsley Meetings, Via Technologies, Digital Frontier Printing, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. That's the show. Live Work Love Colorado. Colorado.